Today on Active and Connected Families, we have Casey Rose Wilson, New York Times bestselling author, co-host of the hit podcast Bitch Sesh, actress, writer, director, and most importantly, my longest and dearest friend. Casey and I have spent something like 25 Christmases together, and we are both kind of over the top when it comes to celebrating the season. So today on the pod, we talk about the meaning of tradition, holding grief and joy at the same time through the holidays, and Casey, as always, offers hysterical stories and meaningful insights. There's a little more risque storytelling, a little more swearing than usual, but no matter what, every time I talk to Casey, I learn more about how to love. I hope you enjoy the podcast. No matter what holiday you're celebrating, we hope you're able to find some meaning and connection with the folks in your life. Happy holidays. Active and Connected Families is a smart, relatable conversation with me, Dr. Amanda Sovic-Johnston, child psychologist, mother of three, and entrepreneur. I've spent my career providing family therapy and supporting high-achieving mothers, and maybe even more hours with my girlfriends trying to figure out how we can all feel more confident in our work and our relationships. And you all, there's one thing I've noticed. We're all struggling in some of the same places, and we're all looking for some down-to-earth advice that we can actually use. So on Active and Connected Families, I'll share some of the insights I've learned, strategies for those daily fights about laundry, some expert perspective on the bigger issues like the mental health crisis, and me chatting with my therapist friends about how we can all feel a little more active and connected in our lives. Throughout, I hope to make you laugh at least once, but I know I'll leave you with something that'll help you become a better parent and maybe even person. Thanks so much for listening. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Where there's something and something and something. It's jingle belling. And it's the It's the most, most wonderful, wonderful time, time of the year. Now, Case, I did I did want to enter with Johnny Mathis singing that because that is my best holiday Christmas tradition. Oh. But Case, you you have done it. You did well, maybe it. Maybe we end with him. Oh, I'm going to put Johnny Mathis sprinkled in throughout this whole podcast. Everybody's going to be hearing Johnny. I would have never tried to take over for Johnny. I apologize, Johnny. <laughs> well, Sorry, it's a Pete. lovely segue into why we're here, Case, because always at this time of year, all I talk about is family traditions, right? Holiday traditions, Christmas traditions, they are what link the past to the present to the future. And there is no one that I want to be talking about Christmas traditions with more than you. Oh, I love that. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, I'm thrilled to have you here. I'm enacting my first Christmas tradition because for the last three years, I've had to do a quarantine and an isolation around Christmas uh, for COVID. And so that's been a beautiful tradition in my family where I go into the guest room. Well, it's your <laughs> the first two times I didn't have it, but I've been exposed to someone. This time I have it. So the traditions grow in strength each year and in beauty. Case, you still are singing. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Singing and I got my husband dragged a Christmas tree in here, even though he's Jewish. God love him. Well, tell me, you are crazy for Christmas, which crazy. I appreciate. I am crazy for Christmas too, but I've been a little embarrassed about how crazy for Christmas I am, but you have really allowed me to bring it to the light. Yes. I'm so happy to get you out of the closet, but you, you know, 
I would say you and your mom, because I grew up, you know, down the street from Amanda and her mom, Diane, and my mom and my dad really are who was really crazy for Christmas was the adults. Don't you think that that's to speak what you're speaking to, what got us into it so much? Oh, I think our, yes, I think my mom was crazy for Christmas. I think you're right. Your mom and your dad, they were all crazy for Christmas. And if now everybody I don't know. The reason I've been embarrassed is because, you know, sometimes my husband and other people will be like, traditions change. Like, why are you so nostalgic? Yeah, people love to scream that, don't they? No, I know. I'm like, listen, give me Johnny every day after Halloween. That's what I need. Rituals are the only thing we have to mark time and space. And people don't, I don't want to say don't. I know people listening to this might say that's totally untrue. But I, I just mean, I think Currently, not as many people are going to church or going to synagogue or maybe going to places where they might where the way we grew up. You know, we went to church every Sunday, so that's its own built-in religion like ritual through the week. Mm-hmm. Just like we don't have enough rituals now, so I do think, especially with something like a big holiday like that, you're clinging to every little tradition. Oh, absolutely, and no matter what happens throughout the year, I know that I will have Johnny Mathis. I will have mint Oreo balls. Um, I'm going to tell I'll you have my a positive favorite. COVID test. Yes, love it. Sorry, go <laughs> I'm going to tell you my absolute favorite Christmas tradition. I was writing this up for like a blog, and then I was like, I just have to tell Casey. It's going to make you cry, maybe, but I think oh, you God. know it. Okay. Um, so Casey and I have been spending Christmases together for I was thinking maybe twenty to twenty five ish years. I think we've probably Definitely done twenty five, maybe more. Yeah. I mean, we've got a lot of common traditions, and many of them were sitting in Baptist Temple, now Commonwealth Baptist, right? Yeah. And as we got older, Case, you started performing on Christmas Eve. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Yes. Do you want to talk about that performance at all? Sure. Uh, when did I start it? I started it after my mom passed, right? It was in our 20s for sure. Yes. Okay. So there was a, a gentleman at our church named Huck Thomas who <laughs> yes. is just an angel and was an angel and is. Uh, and he was always kind of – he was kind of like the church's grandpa in a way, right? Like he was everybody's grandfather. He was, he was the sweetest like guy in the world. Your mom's dad. Your mom's dad. dad. Yes. Absolutely. Everything yeah. patrol we've wrapped up in Huck Thomas. Yes. Huck Thomas. And he'd always be like, hey, honey. Like he just was <laughs> so sweet. And every year – oh, God, it is going to make me cry on Christmas Eve. He would get up there and sing – just himself and a piano, have yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Mm-hmm. And it was so next level stuff. Like I think up there in the greatest three performances I've ever seen in terms of like heart and poignancy and beauty. Yep. He had a great voice. It was so moving. And then we would be doing it this like candlelight service. And then when Huck passed, his two sons, Marty and Gary, Mm-hmm. Marty and Gary Thomas took it over. So then one of them was on piano, one of them was on guitar. And I honestly think I invited my – I don't know. Oh, no. I think my dad volunteered me. That's got to be it, right? <laughs> well, I'm glad he did. However I got there, I, for the past probably eight years, sang it uh, with them and harmonized in honor of Huck. And, you know, it was beautiful. And the only time we stopped it because of COVID. And Case, I have to tell you – Listening to you sing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas is the one thing I have looked forward to every year. I'm like, no matter what. Do you know that? Do you know that that those four minutes, you don't know that? No, that's so sweet. Casey, that is like my rock of what I think it wraps up like your mom, our families, like 
everything we've been together and just hearing you start singing it. I, if I hear it on the radio now, I have to turn it off. It's too emotional for me. I know. It's the most beautiful song. Well, that's very sweet. Cool Up and I, my friend and I who loves Christmas, we were talking about it yesterday because I'm having a Christmas party on Saturday. And I have flown in from Miami, a cabaret singer, and he was saying, well, what songs do you want to hear? And Kulap and I on this thread were like, have yourself a merry little Christmas. And our friend June was like, that song's so depressing. And we're like, yeah, exactly. That's why we love it. It's so beautiful. It's so beautiful. And she she loved it, but she was like, oh God, it's going to make us all cry. And I was like, Right. But that's great. That's the home. That's like, that's our touchstone, right? Yes. That's our touchstone. It allows us to feel the emotion that really is there at Christmas. Like Christmas is home absolutely and right. family. And it, it gives us permission to center to all of that. Mm. Absolutely now, Kate, right. I did hear Judy Garland last night. Oh, I know. This is a family therapy podcast, everybody who's listening just for Casey, which by the way, I am too. Yeah. Um I I heard Judy Garland sing it last night and really? I was just like, yeah, we were doing a little Christmas town. I turned it up so loud. I was like, I got to tell Casey, Judy's on. Judy's singing, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Well, Amanda, now I won't say the significance of this to everyone, but I'll say it to you and you can either cut it or you can keep it in. Amanda's first uh, middle name is Francis, which is a name I love. And Matt McConkey, my friend, pointed out to me that Judy Garland's real name is Francis. I know. It's all the signs coming here for us. It really, like, it's coming here for us. Yep. Yep. So tell me the craziest thing that you've done for Christmas to kind of make those traditions stand strong. Because to me, I see you doing some crazy things, and I wonder if you realize kind of how out there they really are. It's so funny. I mean, I just literally was like, crazy, huh? (laughs) I literally was like, what does she mean? Uh, so sorry, you're telling me I'm I'm honest to God now. You think you're seeing me do how many Christmas trees do you have in your home? Oh, okay. Well, three, but I'm upset because we need to go get one more. But I have COVID, so we're going to get the fourth one. Obviously. So your kids have you have a bedroom Christmas tree. Tell me what's on your bedroom Christmas tree. So the bedroom tree I try to do in all white, soft white lights, and then maybe just like all pink ornaments. Just like I'll find a Target theme, you know, like silver or like something just not like the sentimental ornaments. But then this year I got too lazy and it's just white lights. And you know what? That's all June's doing it. Cool up's doing it. It's all we need. It's fake. You put it up in two seconds. But what do your husband say about a Christmas tree in the bedroom? They literally love it. Although David's like, do we have to do everything like by Christmas tree? We have to have sex by a tree? We have to like like, (laughs) December. I'm like, here's what I want to say. The reason I need trees is like, everyone loves your Christmas tree, right? Yes. Where are you right now, man? I don't see you in your living room in front of your tree. No, you're in an office. Well, I know I'm in Wes's bedroom, but I want to be in front of the tree. Well, my son Max's room has a tree. So wherever I pass through, I maximize the amount of time I can be with a tree. And that's what it's about for me is clocking and logging that tree time, I call it. And those are your just your time spent in front of it. I mean, I'm waking up about that, Amanda. Listen, I've started waking up at 4.30 in the morning. I set an alarm so I can get more tree time. Amanda, this is amazing. It's the best idea. I've really started telling all my friends about it. Yes, I have it on my calendar, tree time, 6 p.m. though. But I like this early idea. Because it's just me. I can put on whatever Christmas movie I want to. It's just whatever I want from 4.30 to 6.30 is my tree time. Oh my God, I'm dying, Amanda. This is so good and I have to pass it along. Well, it's the it's it's the best. It really is. It's my like when you hear, and I know you don't want me to keep talking about sex because a therapist. No, uh, keep going. I love it. But it's just making me laugh when, like, it's almost like when you hear a couple be like, "We have sex in the morning," and you're like, "What?" It's like the same. I'm like, "Your tree time's no. in the morning." 
Plus, you can put peppermint mocha creamer in your coffee and it's really full circle. Wow. See, okay. Speaking of traditions in the morning, you know what I started doing is a tradition from our friend Meg Allen, who we also grew up with. Mm -hmm. So Meg likes to put cinnamon in her coffee, which Mm -hmm. I was always like, huh? She'll also put some cinnamon sticks on the stove. In boiled water. Yes, boiled water. And it makes your house smell amazing. And what I love about it is like, I don't cook. I don't possess that quality you and your mom have of like whipping things up and making the kitchen smell. But it's sort of like tricks you, really tricks you into thinking you've made a home. Wait, but actually, so you just put cinnamon sticks in water because I don't know how to do that. Um, I just dump cinnamon, you know. Oh, I could do that. Take it in there. Yeah. And you just put it on and let it boil. I mean, you got to stay in there a little bit. But I put cinnamon in my coffee today for Christmas thinking of Meg. Well, I'm going to start doing that and thinking of Meg because that's our touchstone to Meg. It's beautiful. Yep, exactly. Now, also maybe talk a little bit about your trip to Charleston and what you brought with you. Oh, sure, sure, sure. So I was just in Charleston shooting a show and I was really upset because I found out I had to go on December. It was like, okay, I'm going to be there December 2nd through 7th or something. And it's like, well, I'm sorry. That's prime tree time. If that's not a prime week, I don't know what is. <laughs> you sound, this is crazy. <laughs> Like you well, might- luckily, I had my tree up since November 11th. But here's the thing. You don't fully get into the spirit. You can put it up as early as you want. And I've tried to outrun it, the system. <laughs> but you can't totally get into the spirit until after Thanksgiving. So after Thanksgiving, I'm shipped over to Char- Charleston to work. But someone's got to pay for these trees. <laughs> so I'm there. And I decide, Kulap and I, my friend, we brainstorm. Because Kulap is the one that came up with the idea of a hero tree is your living room tree. And these don't have to be big trees. These don't have to be expensive trees. I'm not talking about that just so everyone's clear, you know? Yeah. I'm saying you can get a I've done, target. Listen, I've done lights on a tree I already have and called exactly. that Exactly. Well, I do that in January. Literally love that. I'll just drape lights over a dresser. The end, you know? Um, and Kulap also likes a tabletop tree, which you can get really at like a Walmart, Target. They're great. So... Anyway, I get to Charleston and I'm like, I need to bring a tree. So Kulap tried to find me a collapsible tree where it could spring up into 20 feet, but it's hard to collapse ornaments, you know? So what I did do is I just had to bring a ton of lights and I just decorated the whole house with lights and I put on my Christmas candles and I did all that, but I didn't get the tree there that I wanted, but it was... I wanted it. Believe me. I mean, you brought the energy though. You brought the Christmas lights, which it actually sounds like is what you need the most is the lighting. It is what it's the lights that I need. And I will say the lovely um cleaning woman of the hotel, I walked out and she looked at me because she had been there the day before. She smiled though, like, wow. <laughs> it was just a smile of like, I've seen people bring stuff, you know, in hotels, and it was like a tip of the hat, actually. <laughs> like you really made yeah. this place your own. <laughs> You're giving everyone permission. You have given me permission. To and I'm not trying to say I gave her such a gift, but we it was like a laugh between us. Well, I can understand why she mm-hmm. was laughing. Mm-hmm. So what's your like What's your favorite holiday tradition, actually? What's like your touchstone? What's the thing you kind of want to bring forward okay. with your family? Main thing for my family kind of growing up and that my brother does and that we do, and it'll tie back to my mom, is my mom was obsessed with that story, The Polar Express. Yes. And so, you know, we always read The Night Before Christmas, obviously The Night Before Christmas, but we also read The Polar Express in our family. And when my mom passed away, we actually put a quote from The Polar Express onto her I guess gravestone is how you call it. I didn't know that. It is. I didn't know that. That which quote is it? It says the bell still rings for all who truly believe. 
case. Well, you know that Cole watched the Polar Express for eight months what straight every morning when he was I three. wish the movie every didn't look morning. so like weird, but <laughs> I know, but like the no, sound love it. and the yeah. beauty of it, right? Like I love it. I love it. So, okay. So, and Polar I put the little bells, those little bells. I like to put them in the kids' stockings every year. And I have a lot of the bells around you that say like, believe on them. Yeah. So that's a, just a, I love the Polar Express as like the theme of Christmas kind of like believe. Really? Kind of, I've never heard of that either. The idea of believe that's what you're centering around. Yes. I'm centering around believe. <laughs> what are Whoa. you centering around? Rice, uh, Oreo balls? <laughs> yes, Oreo balls. No, I think I center around, um, honestly, I center around family togetherness. Oh, right. That's nice. I, think, yeah. I think I center around family togetherness. Yeah. Um, but it sounds like you center around believe, which seems more thoughtful. Well, no, I mean, just like I love this idea of like four trees. It's it's ridiculous. It's fun. It's like we're just throwing ourselves into this fun season and we're ha- magic and we're having fun and. All of that. I love it. Hey, you all. We hope you're getting the feel for the Active and Connected Families podcast and me, Dr. Amanda Sovic-Johnston. If you like it, you can follow me on Insta at Amanda Sovic-Johnston, S-O-V as in Victor, I-K-J-O-H-N-S-T-O-N, and you can subscribe to the podcast. We release a new episode every week for hardworking moms looking out for their family's mental health by getting a little more active and a little more connected. Now back to Casey. And what's your favorite Christmas memory? I have got some funny ones, but you're a much better storyteller, so I will launch them to you. (laughs) Some tough ones in my family. (laughs) Two favorite ones spring out. One was, so my family, you know, we didn't fly anywhere growing up, so we would Till like I was way, way older. We would drive like 20 hours to Kansas City or to Florida in our car. And my dad bought this car top carrier from Sears, which was like, I don't know if you have anyone's ever seen those. You can put suitcases in them and they're on top of your car. And my dad was handy, but you know. So it's on the top of our car. It's now snowing. We have a dog, kids. We've been in the car for like 16 hours. It's night. We were going to stop off at a hotel and then get to Kansas City the next day from Virginia. And all of a sudden, the car skids, and we kind of like skid, and the car top carrier flies off of the car and has all of our presents in it, every single present, and all my mom's wardrobe. <laughs> oh, I didn't. Okay. All her clothes were like laid out there because you could like lay them out long in her like fur coat. So the car top carrier is gone. So we have to go around and exit. My dad's like yelling, it's gone, but we're on the highway. So we turn around at the first exit, but it was like two miles down. So now it's all snow everywhere, white. The car type carrier is white. It's night. We don't know where it is. So we keep looping back around. And I mean, my parents are fighting. Everyone's yelling. It's like, oh, the Christmas presents are in there. So Fletcher and I are increasingly panicked. Like, like we were not going to have a present. You know, like we're freaking out. My mom's crying. It was like horrible. Can't find it anywhere. Sleep over at the hotel. My mom and dad are stressed because they were literally like, that was also our money to buy the presents. That's it. Oh, yeah. So we get to my Aunt Anne's house. My mom just like takes to the bed. I mean, she was like, I'm out. Like she immediately got sick. She was like up in the guest room, like didn't oh, come out for I a couple didn't of days. I that part either. Yeah, she was really upset. Because mm-hmm. she wanted so, to create Christmas for you, right? Yes, yes. And my mom would start shopping for presents like the month after Christmas for the next mm-hmm. year. So she had mm-hmm. like made things and she was really depressed. And then my dad was like on with the insurance company, I remember. 
And they were like, okay, you can buy some of them. Like, well, you know, we'll insure it. So then he and I go out. We finally come home and we have a bowling ball for my brother. That was his present. I'm lugging a bowling ball out of the car that we've rebought. He's like bowling though. He loved to bowl. And my aunt Anne ran out and she's like, a truck driver saw your car top carrier fly off and he grabbed it and he was looking for you guys. And he and his wife opened them and his wife started crying because she was like, I'm oh. hoping this not Christmas presents in there. And when it was, she was really upset. And then they found a number somehow in there and he met us, but he couldn't meet us till like two days after Christmas. But it was still such a like wild and sweet story that they tracked us down. Case, you want to know what the sweetest part of this is though, is like your mom was so sad in that moment yeah. and it's the number one Christmas story you tell. I remember when you told me that story when it happened. You wrote about it in your book, right? Like your mom put all this pressure on herself to make it yeah. perfect. And here yeah. it is, like one of your Christmas memories. Yeah. And I know it was probably hard, but it's also this beautiful moment where this truck driver finds you and and you have what you need, you know? Yes. And I remember my dad and I racing around. Because you know when you're like, you say to yourself, I'm not, what I'm not going to be doing is shopping on the 23rd, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> my dad and I, this is 24th at like 5 p.m. And we are racing around Kansas City, just literally just like, I guess that person will like that. <laughs> Throwing things I mean, in the I remember and- thinking like, Casey got two Christmases. Like, that's amazing. Like she got whatever she got on the 24th and then she got the car top carrier. It seemed like kind of good to me. Yes, although then the insurance company didn't pay for the first part. But you know what? You oh. can't even go back there and deal with that right now. But no, but it was it was hilarious and kind of a great ending and wild and it was all things. And I think the piece too that I try to remember from this as a mom is we put so much pressure and expectations around ourselves. Like you're putting, like we do have some pressure around, you know, having the hero tree up and getting your time in front of the lights. And some of it's for us and some of it is for our kids, right? Yeah. And the piece that I always try to remember is it's these little things that our kids are going to hold. It doesn't have to be what we think it's going to be. It's always going to be some sort of sideways piece about that. Like That's so true. Yeah. But you didn't even know that my touchstone is you singing, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Yeah. Like you didn't know that, but literally I've gotten in many fights with my husband about making sure that we're at, you know, Commonwealth Baptist on the 24th because I needed that. You know, like I genuinely felt like I needed that, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't the trip to Christmas town or Bush gardens. It wasn't all of these big things. Sometimes it's just these little tiny pieces. Yeah. And so I try to forgive myself sometimes or create space for those little moments instead of just looking for the big pieces. That's so true, Amanda. And you don't know where you're going to find them. I think too, it's, Mm -mm. you can't create them in a way. I mean, you can with those other things, but sometimes they like catch you by surprise, you know? Totally. You can't create them. Like I was even thinking, I was writing, what are my Christmas traditions? Like, what do I hold on to? And it's Johnny Mathis. It's have yourself a merry little Christmas and it's mint Oreo balls. And to be honest, I don't like mint Oreo balls. I just know that you and my mom talk about them. And to me, just the fact that people are talking about mint we Oreo gotta balls have them. is like sent right. See, it's like centering to me. I'm like, no matter what, there's going to be mint Oreo balls there that I don't like, but, but we I need have them. to have them. But right. same, I don't like a lot of the stuff you and your mom like, but we have to have it. Oh, we have to, right? Yeah. And and that's the pieces. I don't like mint Oreo balls, but they are centering to me, and yeah. I'm sure we're creating that stuff for our kids. Yes, but here's where I think it's painful. Mm-hmm. It's very painful when you make the jump from your nuclear family into your new family. 
And so that beautiful. gap to me is very difficult, or it was for me. And I think for you too, which is like, mm-hmm. it's hard to maintain your home traditions. You know, you've got your own family, you've got your own house or apartment or like wherever you're doing things, you know, I think that from when you were experiencing the traditions your parents have laid out for you to where you're guiding the traditions is like, oh, what are we taking now? These people aren't here anymore. Be mm-hmm. they far away, be they have passed. Like it's a, that to me is where like, the holidays are a lot of pain can come in the holidays. Well, I think that at this point in most people who are probably listening to this lives, we can't have the joy of the holidays without also experiencing grief around the holidays. They are both going to be there hand in hand, whether Mm. it's grief around like people were missing traditions that were missing. Like even with you, we've spent 25 Christmases together and we're not going to spend Christmas together. And this is one of, not a lot in the last 25 years. And I'm sad about that. So there's that grief and holding that grief while also experiencing the joy with my children. And so it's being able to do both at the same time and knowing that they're both okay. Yeah. I just had an idea. Mm -hmm. So we are playing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas and you should zoom in and listen to everyone sing it. Okay. So you know I want to do that. On Saturday at the party. Because I need it. It might be. Oh, it'll be 11 your time at night. Is that too late? But I will do that because that's my crazy well, just FaceTime you for two seconds. I mean, remember when we even Zoomed into like into Commonwealth Baptist during the pandemic and Love we saw it. the back of your dad's head and we like sobbed the whole time? I know. Oh, yeah. We got it. I'm going to do that again, too. I loved that. Yeah. And we you know, just... Church in bed. There's nothing better. I mean, you would never think you'd get that. Literally, we didn't have to whisper talking about all the craziness. We could just say it right out loud because exactly. Just text it. Although we saw my dad texting too. Yeah, we did to us. And that's my dad and I. We just got in such a huge fight about him being in church. His biggest sticking point with me is if I happen to call him at eleven a.m. on Sunday, he's like, "You called and everybody heard the ring," and he's mad at me. And I go, "Turn your ringer off," and he's like, "You know where I am." So I, it's my fault for calling him. He's like, well, 40 years I've been sitting there. You shouldn't call me. He won't turn that ringer off for love or money. Well, I guess that's his tradition. Is It is his tradition. And he lets the ring play out the whole time. Well, I have a question too. Oh, I was going to say this. I think for both of us, I do think that part of our grief, part of our hard, the hard part we had of leaving our nuclear family and starting the new family, I do think that was wrapped around grief with your mom. At least it was yeah, for me. Yeah, maybe you're like, right. Like, I think yeah. it was very wrapped in. Um, and I'm sure that's probably true for a lot of people is grieving loved ones from their nuclear family as they as they transition to their new family. Um, and there's pain and challenge and all of that. But how do you hold the grief and joy? Because I know you're holding both. Because I know you and you talk about it, but how do you do that? Well, you know, God, I don't know. You know, it's interesting. My brother and I, I mean, this is a Thanksgiving, but I think it applies to Christmas. You know, he had Thanksgiving with my dad. I had it with other members of our family. My brother has a little baby, so it's hard for them to fly across the country. And sometimes you just can't, you know, be together. And so, you know, I'm imagining them having so much fun. They're imagining us having so much fun. And it's like, but of course we want everyone to be having so much fun. Mm-hmm. But you're also there's like melancholy to it. My mm-hmm. you know, my husband's mom wasn't doing very well. It was just it's just there's a lot of melancholy around the holidays. And Fletcher was saying, you know, I can't even really remember what he texted, but he just texted something like, 
I know there's some sadness there, but there's sadness here too. And there's also happiness. It's like, I think the idea, even to hear you say you have sadness, because I always imagine everyone else is like, just living Mm -hmm. it up, you know? Mm -hmm. I think there's something great about that. It's like a lot of people actually have sad holidays, you know, and Mm -hmm. they're alone or it's not, or the relationships that are, the people that are alive are really strained. Mm -hmm. Especially now. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I think just to almost remember of like, a lot of people are having both the same time. I you think know? everyone is. I yeah, it makes think- you feel, I think, like less alone and less like pressure. It's like you're going to hit upon some sad times because mm-hmm. I think the holidays just like kick up like the ocean, like dust or like sand on the bottom, like kick up nostalgia, kick up your childhood and the images just like flicker like a, you know, what do you call it? Yeah. Like a old movie or whatever. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. You know, last Christmas, I had the most profound experience truly of my entire life on the 23rd of December that I'll just share only because it's a memory from my Christmases now, because I think in some ways I have a little arrested development, like you said, with my mom dying of holding on a little bit too long to my old family. And so I have made the choice since the pandemic of like, I really do need to kind of, not that I wasn't invested in my family, but mm-hmm. you know, um, and so this is a wild story, but I'll just tell you guys real quick. It does involve drugs, oh. Amanda. Is that okay? Oh, I, oh, yeah, go. Okay. So it was the 23rd of December. I just finished an audition. It was pouring down rain in LA. And I was like, as soon Wait, as had I we this- just left? Because we left. Yes, yes, yes. You we had just, just left. left. Yes. Okay. And I had okay. waited to tape an audition. So I was like, once oh, I get right. this audition in, I'm done. Like, I am, it's holiday time. It's 5 yeah. p.m. I'm just like trying to get my work done. So I get it done. I get home. And a friend of mine had given me, as a holiday present, a chocolate bar of mushrooms, mm-hmm. kind of mushroom chocolate. Mm-hmm. And she writes on the paper, this is a microdose. So it says microdose. It says take a, you know, break off a tiny little bit. You know, if you want to have fun, break off this amount. If you want to have like more fun. I take the smallest amount, Amanda, okay? I've just put the kids in bed. They're in bed. I'm not trying to like take it when they're up, okay? Mm-hmm. But it's like it's like eight. All of a sudden, I'm like literally walking out of their room and I look at the curtains and it's like zing, zing, like the curtains are zinging. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you know, it's supposed to be microdose means you're not even going to feel it. Like I've heard people tell me like you can people do it for depression. Like you can microdose and like represent yourself in a court of law. And this is not what was happening. Okay. The tree is like swirling. The ornaments are like dancing off the tree. Amanda. I'm like, oh my God. So I run up and I tell my husband, I'm like, there's something's wrong. Like this was not a microdose. I text my friend frantically and she goes, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I was using the word micro is just like take a small dose of this essentially macro. Yes, Amanda. So now I'm like, I have two choices here. I'm facing down the barrel, like freak out or just go with this. It's what's yeah. done is done. Yeah. So all of a sudden, I'm David's like, my husband is like, I'm not helping you and I won't take you to the hospital. He's just like, bye. <laughs> so he's just so annoyed. So he goes to watch a movie and he, he's kidding, but he's just like, you're on your own with this. Like, I'm not looking to have a six hour night where I'm like taking care of someone. <laughs> so he goes into the room. I'm now by myself. Okay. And I walk past my kids' rooms. And my son, they were sleeping in the same room, was like, mom. And all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm going in there. (laughs) And Amanda, what proceeded to happen for the next two hours was the greatest, single greatest time I've ever had with both of my children. They get back up. My friend Kulop comes over in the rain and delivers donuts to us. We go out in the yard. We're dancing in the rain. We're eating her donuts that she made for the kids. We're singing Christmas music. Their kids are climbing all over me. 
and they're not, they're affectionate with me, but not like that. And I realized mm-hmm. it was like, they could see in my eye, obviously I'm not telling them I'm, they're young, right? right. You know, but they could see that like, I'm actually now wanting to have the fun that we purport Christmas like to be about. Oh, know? wow. And at one point we're sitting on the floor, uh, we're sitting on the floor eating donuts and this elf on the shelf drops from the coat rack down at our feet. And we just look at it. And my son goes, I think he's had too much Christmas. (laughs) (laughs) And then the last thing was, was that I'm looking at my kids and they're like running around the tree and they can't believe I'm letting them stay up. It's like 845. And I'm sitting there and I'm watching them like run around. And I'm like, I just was able to actually see the house Mm -hmm. I've created and see my children and how incredible they are. And I was like, wow, we're wanting this Christmas to like hit us. And it actually did. And it's sad that I had to be on drugs for that, you know? No, but But it was profound. I really was like, oh, I can see what I've created as opposed to just frantically creating it. I'm like in it. I mean, I think that's beautiful. I think, I think it's great that you had the opportunity to do that with mushrooms and I wonder if there's a way that like people who don't want to do mushrooms can sure. do that too. Right? And I don't know the answer to that, you know? No, but I think you can. If you just say, this is what I'm doing, right? If yes. we just say, I'm going to go into the next hour with the intention of just having fun around my tree with my kids yes. instead yes. of frantically being like, you're I not wrap that. having fun. Yeah. Like you're, why are you not smiling and having an attitude around the fun? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like. Yeah, that makes so much sense, Case, actually. I'm, that's beautiful. I mean, your son, Robbie, is like a personal Santa Claus for all of oh. us, a personal elf. <laughs> He's an elf on a shelf for all that's of us. That's the reason why I wanted to do this podcast. I forgot about this. Well, you got to talk about how much he wanted. No, what? I want to talk about you on the Santa Clauses. Okay, so just- Okay, so well, then I want to talk about Robbie's love of Christmas. Go on. Okay, yeah. so- now, in our family, of course, I've said we've spent 25 Christmases with the Wilsons overall. By the way, I'm going to add in that I'm essentially trying to pay Fletcher and Kathleen to spend Christmas with me. I'm like, I will pay them, whatever. I'm like, come here, give me this tradition, but it's fine. That's they really might have other sad friends. if you have to pay friends. Well, I'm, I'm not really, I'm literally like begging them because I need my traditions and your brother isn't as nostalgic as we are. Not Let's quite say the least. Say the least. <laughs> no. So, Anyway, so I'm like, love them as I do. This Christmas, right? So we're sitting down, we're watching the Santa Clauses. We're on episode one, scene three, and Tim Allen shimmies down this this um, chimney, and there you are lying on a bed. (laughs) Like you throw a wine glass at Santa Claus, and I'm not lying to you. I was sitting with my kids, Robbie, who still believes in Santa. His eyeballs exploded. Like, <laughs> Aunt Casey is talking to the real Santa. Like, Aww. here I am. Talk about believe, Case. Like, I'm crying thinking about it because it was so powerful to not have you there, but to have you there because mm. it really is you in this scene. Robert yeah. said he cried. I was sobbing. Aww. Showed it to my mom. My mom was sobbing just because. We oh, were with that. you talking to Santa Claus with our kids believing. It was wild. It was. It's going to be up there with "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas" for me. Just wow, so you know. I love and, that. I love that, Amanda. I'm I mean, so you glad know, I did it. I you. did it because I'm like my kids love that movie, The Santa Claus. Yeah, like, I was like, should I do this? And I'm like, yeah. To be in a Christmas movie is like there's no higher honor. 
Well, Robbie did call you and was like, why did you throw a wine glass at Santa? <laughs> That's a great he question. He fully believed. He fully believed. It was amazing so what you did. Love that. He's yeah, such a cute little, little Christmas elf. Oh, he loves Christmas. Not- he loves going into a Christmas store in the middle of summer, which I so appreciate about him. He's a little like Will Ferrell and Elf, like awkwardly joyful, um, but it's joyful. So it's great. Oh my God. Do you know what he I mean? Is, he really has just latched onto the Christmas spirit. It's innate in him. It's innate and learned. It is innate and learned. You're absolutely right. Like I feel like He's our parents passed it down. Our parents yeah. passed it down to us. We're going to be crazy for Christmas. Yeah. We're going to our kids are going to have it too. Robbie already has it. My other kids are tweens, so they're not quite as into it now, but they're going to have it, I know. And it's like, there it is. There's the traditions, like the past to the present to the future, just like the family togetherness. I love that, Amanda. And you know, one thing I want to offer, you know, we always used to go on Christmas Day to our best, my parents' best friends, the Crooks house. Mm-hmm. So that's been a big loss too, to be in LA. Like mm-hmm. the Crooks... It was like your family's Christmas, Christmas Eve, Eve, the crooks are the Christmas yep. Eve. But, you know, similarly to you wanting to pay Fletcher, I called June, <laughs> Rayfield, my dear friend out here, and her sister Deanna are here. And they're missing their sister Lauren in New York. And they're missing mm-hmm. their parents. You know, it's like everybody's missing, like yeah. you're saying, right? Yes. And I said, you know, this is our first year we're going to be out here. Can we come over for Christmas Eve? And I started crying when I was asking her. And she was like, basically, like, is this a joke? Why are you crying? Like, of course, you know? And I'm like, I'm crying because I've never been so scared someone's going to say no. Oh, Case. And I cried when her sister Deanna invited me this year too. And she's like, what's happening? And I'm like, I just have been so eager and thirsty to get that tradition going. Yes. Even though it's with my best friends, I'm like, I would literally do anything. I would have paid them easily, Amanda. I know. That's what I'm saying. Come on, Happy to chip in. A GoFundMe <laughs> to get my brother to spend Christmas with you. <laughs> I literally was like, I'll cook all the food. I'll, yes. cook, I'll do everything. You know what? Um, Build a pool in the back for Kathleen. <laughs> there we are. We'll race. But I think that's I'm, that makes me feel better to hear that from you. And I think maybe that's the whole point of this podcast is that we look at other people and their traditions and it's like, it's all joy. It's all easy. But it is sad. Like, I think there is this hardness as we're establishing new traditions mm. to figure it out. And no matter how close our new friends are, it's still new and hard. And there's a lot tied into it. Totally. You know, and I was thinking about my Aunt Sharon was here, you know, and she's 75. Yeah. She was here for Thanksgiving. And I'm all wrapped up in my own stuff. You know, my mom's gone and I'm thinking my own sad song, you know. All of a sudden, I'm like looking at her Thanksgiving and I just said, I'm like, are you missing your parents? And she burst into tears. Oh. And I was like, sometimes we think of older people, you know, as like, oh, they're used to their losses or whatever, you know? And I really realized like she's actually broken from her tradition to come to our house, you know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I also just think asking people about who are they missing is like really nice too. I think you're so right. And it feels like sometimes like such a pull and such a conflict that remembering to ask who they're missing is really important, right? Because she did give something up to be with you. Yeah. And so- And And her parents have passed long ago, but it's like mm -hmm. for everyone, these people are very present. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Gosh, Case. I'm like thinking about Christmas in a whole new way. 
I am too. I'm like, remember last year with the pandemic when you, me, and your mom, I think it was last year, was it? Yeah. When we got and did a Zoom, remember? We did Zoom with wine. Do you remember that? On like the 22nd? On um, Yes. Or was yeah, it two it's years ago? Touchstone. It's our touchstone. And, and yeah. it really is our touchstone. And we've, we also have the beach. That's another touchstone. Sure. But to me- But yeah, it really is about the people. It is. And to me, I really feel like Christmas, and sorry, this is probably going to make you cry, but I've really been thinking about this for me because I was writing this down, was to me, I think that a large part of it is your mom for me, Yeah, right? It's the time that I get to center around her because that is Baptist temple. That is so much of our tradition. And she was my second parent, you know? Yeah. And so I get to, I get to just like own that and, and have fun with that. Because to yeah. me also, your mom was so joyful. Maybe I want Fletcher there as part of your mom, part of you, but also Fletcher's like the funniest person I know. Yeah, he really is. You know, except for you. I you heard that, Fletch. Um, He's genuinely funny. Yeah, he's so funny. But Mm -hmm. because of that, Christmas is joyful for me. Christmas is funny. Christmas is good storytelling, and and I want that to continue. And so I got to pay people to do that for me. And it's interesting. The last thing I'll say, Amanda, is yes. So I've been always reluctant to do what my favorite thing is, which is, I know you would do this and our friends would do this in a heartbeat, but like, I'd never knew in LA, like, are people wanting to do a sing-along and like sing carols and it's a thing. You have to put yourself out there to do a sing-along mm-hmm. and I'm not talking karaoke. I'm talking like songbooks are coming out. It's not exactly like cool. I don't, you know what I mean? And damn it, four years ago when we started it, lights are going off. People are singing Silent Night. We got 80 people now coming. People want it. Like song people is want it. We want so community. powerful. Mm-hmm. Yes. They mm-hmm. want to sing the carols. They mm-hmm. want to sing the sad ones. They want it. Because the songs, I think, also transport us, like you're saying, from the past to the present to the future. Yes. The songs. Yes. And it's not about religion even. It's like, you know, they they really do. And something about singing together, I think, is so I fully incredible. agree. I fully agree. I, I could not agree more. I'm gonna I'm gonna start hosting that. You're right. I know how meaningful it's been to you. And I think this is the moment that I'm like, this is what I miss and, and need. And I need to start leaning into that. Even on Chris, throw on karaoke and just throw on the songs and you guys just sing with your family. It's so fun, you know? Yeah. But you know, I like to have a lot of singers. I like a lot of life. I mean, I, I want people wearing like risque, like Santa Claus outfits and singing. I know. I did say sexy cocktail attire. <laughs> well, people can sing. Um, okay. Case, I love you. Thank you so much. This was the best. I hope anyone got anything out of this. And most of all, I wish everyone a Merry Christmas. And to all of those out there, still believe. <laughs> still believe. Merry Christmas, y'all. Love you, Case. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy everything. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to like and share the Active and Connected Families podcast if you found this helpful. And if you or someone you love are interested in therapy, you can find out more about our practice at www.virginiafamilytherapy.com. Again, that's www.virginia, all spelled out, therapy.com. Thanks again.